0: Thank you, Tim. Glad to be with you today. Quickly, just a just a logistical issue, and this is for me as much as anybody else. I don't know the answer to this, but hypothetically, you're running for mayor. You've announced you're going to run to fill the unexpired term. If no one else did, and if only one candidate stepped forward for the other election the, to replace you on the council, if, if, nobody, if there's no election challenge, is there the need for an election, or could we just forego that? I don't know how that works.
1: Yeah, we would forego it. We wouldn't, we'd save the $14,000 that the election would cost us and, um, and we would forego the election if only one candidate came up for post one and the mayor.
0: That was my thinking. I just wanted to make sure I was right about that. Uh, Now, uh, we'll get to why you want the job and why you're running here in a moment, but I want to quickly address some of the things former Mayor Smith said in departing. Essentially, he said, and we knew that this had been a point of contention. We'd spoken with him numerous times. Uh, He says, listen, his words, there's no need to have a mayor in Watkinsville. The city manager runs the whole thing. The council and the manager run the whole thing. The mayor is there to cut ribbons." Uh, and he's not interested in that. Uh, from your perspective, I, I gather you're going to disagree with that. What's the responsibility, as you see it, of the mayor? Why well, have a mayor?
1: Well, you know, I do disrespect, uh, respectfully disagree. The uh, you know the, the mayor's job is to lead and bring the council together, provide a organizing framework, and um, you know it's it's a very important function. And I've learned that firsthand in the past you know week and a half when I've been doing it. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities to lead, but leadership is is something you earn it's not something that's given to you and you have to be willing to you know reach across uh reach across to the to the other folks who are involved in governing the city and um you know understand that sometimes you have to compromise and sometimes you don't get your way and um we're gonna we're gonna work on that we're gonna work together um you know it's gonna be a team effort in Watkinsville as we move forward and we've got a great council we've got a great staff we've got a great police chief and a great group of people working for us and we're going to work hard together and advance the priorities of the city and the citizens.
0: All right, Brian Broderick again. I, I will say now former councilman because, to be precise, you're no longer on the council, now the acting mayor, and thus the need to fill that post one seat on the council. As well. How long had you been on the council? 17
1: years, Tim, so uh, a long time. First of all, that's um, not
0: possible. That you're you're that, <laughs> that cannot be. I saw that, and I thought, like, okay, what's he talking about 17 years? Really, 17 years?
1: Yeah, So 17 years, um, and it's been um, it's been a it's been a great experience, and I just felt like it was time to, you know, this opportunity presented itself, and not in the way that any of us anticipated. But um, you know, sometimes you don't get to choose the time when it's your turn to. Step up and lead, and I felt like that was the opportunity for me uh, in this in this
0: instance. Talk about that division of labor, if you would. Uh, the mayor, the city council, the city manager. You talked about okay, the mayor's the leader, brings everybody together. But tangibly, what's the division of labor? What what's the what is there for the mayor to do? What is there for the city manager to do? In this case, the former Athens Clark County Commissioner uh, Sharon Dickerson. What what is the actual tangible job description?
1: Well, I don't have it in front of me, and so I'm, I'm hesitant to, to start quoting actual job descriptions, but I'll give you a, a, a good idea of what it looks like. You know, mm-hmm. the mayor and council, in fact, last week we spent an hour and a half um, outlining our priorities, which all came out of a strategic planning session that all of us attended, including the former mayor, back in February. And we determined what our priorities were for the city in a lot of different areas, a list of 20, 30, 40 things. So the council determines those priorities, sets up what they are, prioritizes them, and then the manager um, and the staff uh, go and execute on those. So I'd compare it to if you and your wife and your family, you know, sat down and said, "Well, what do we want for dinner tonight?" Um, the family agrees on what that what that might be, and then someone goes to the grocery store and might pick out a particular ingredient, a particular type of butter, a particular you know something that goes into that, um, and then they assemble it. But at the end of the day, uh, the family has determined what we want to have for dinner, and it's the same way with us. We all have jobs. We are all working, even you know, the mayor is not a full-time position. He doesn't have time to bake the cake, he or she, you know, but they have time to set that direction, um, determine based on citizen input what's really important, and then we have a really talented staff that goes out and executes it. If you want the speed limits to be reduced, you know, the police chief's working hard on that. If we want, um, you know, if we want improvements to our city park to be made, the city manager's working really hard to figure out how to get that done within our budget on a decent time frame. But, you know, we're all part-time you know, citizen, citizen SERP, citizens who are also working jobs, there's just not enough time to get all that done um, that our citizens want to have done. And so that's why we have a professional staff working on it.
0: Well, let's talk about some of those issues. Uh, Again, issues that quite possibly could surface in a mayoral campaign, issues uh, irrespective of a campaign that you folks have to deal with there. First and foremost is the budget. I'm seeing that you're working now on a capital budget plan, not the things that you would need to buy, infrastructure, things you would need to build. What are the big challenges there?
1: You know, there's not any big challenges other than it's a new way to budget. You know, when Sharon Dickerson came in, she's got a Masters in public administration and realized that our budget process wasn't particularly sophisticated. And so what we were doing when you needed a police car, you needed to make a big investment. You simply pulled it out of fund balance. But we were not, um, we were not setting money aside on an annual basis every year for police cars and for roofs and for things like that. And so she introduced a capital budget to it. And so at our first meeting the other night, we did go through the capital budget and, you know, now we're considering things like depreciation and, other things, so we're not surprised by, you know, large expense every other year and having to remove all that money out of fund balance. Instead, we're taking, we're at, accounting for that every year in our regular budget process and contributing to a capital budget. So we're not we don't have surprise expenses. So it's a much more responsible way to budget pretty common in municipal government. But we had not been doing it that way.
0: I'm seeing, too, that uh, there is a committee now that is going to look into the possibility of breweries, a uh, big and growing business uh, elsewhere in Georgia, the possibility that Watkinsville could be home to some of those. What, what's at work here?
1: Well, uh, Councilman Jeff Campbell had expressed interest in the possibility of allowing breweries in Watkinsville. And we've always had a Pretty restrictive policy as it relates to alcohol. You know, we have a food requirement. There's no bars in Watkinsville or anything like that. And uh, but, Councilman Campbell expressed some interest in exploring that. And you know, I thought the best thing to do would be for to have a committee actually look at that, to talk to citizens, to talk to business owners, rather than us just legislating about it and making a determination. And so, Councilman Campbell, along with Council Council Lady Christine Tucker, are the subcommittee on that, and they'll meet with citizens and meet with business owners and make a recommendation to council based on those conversations, then it'll be up to the, up to the council to determine uh, what the path forward is.
0: Would that open a door to the possibility of bars in Watkinsville? You know,
1: I don't think so. Um, I I don't think that's any of our intent, Um, but you know, I want to see where the committee lands, but I certainly, personally, I have no interest in seeing bars in Watkinsville. And I don't think a majority of the council does either. You know, the concept of a, a brewery is very different than a, in a traditional, you know, standalone bar type environment, and I don't think there's any appetite for that in Watkinsville. I'd uh, other than among alcohol distributors or someone like that. You know, we have a lot of different great, great dining op- dining options in Watkinsville. Just an exceptional community for that. We've been blessed with that. But I I really don't think there's any appetite whatsoever for a pure bar type environment in the
0: town. Brian Broderick, and quickly again, candidate for mayor in an election, if there is one, would be held in June. I want to look ahead to July because you're making note of this already. Some plans for the 4th of July, of course, largely went by the boards last year because of the pandemic. Some hope that we're emerging on the other side of this thing. Still some distance away. What, What thoughts do we have at the moment about the 4th of July, specifically in Watkinsville?
1: Well, years ago, we had a, we had a great kind of old fashioned 4th of July celebration downtown and, um, <clears throat> and, and, Mayor Smith to his credit brought that back up and thought, well, maybe we can, maybe we can bring some of that back. Now, the reality is today Oconee County has a variety of 4th of, of July events. And then we also realized as we were discussing it that the 4th of July this year is on a Sunday morning, which changes the calculus for those of us who are people of faith, you know, a little bit in terms of how we're going to spend our time. So I'm not really sure what we're going to do, but we have a uh, councilman. Brett Thomas, uh, um, who's a strong patriot, and he wanted to take a look at that. And he has an idea about potentially trying to get a flag on every every home or every door, every doorstep in uh, Watkinsville, and I thought that was a great idea. And then we had a woman named Emily Gibbons with the Daughters of uh, the American Revolution last year who had flags lining Main Street. So we we really want to try to amp it up for uh, July 4th and for some other holidays like that. So we haven't finalized our plans, but uh, Councilman Thomas is going to take a hard look at what we can do to uh, – maybe build a little more, bit more excitement and energy around July 4th in Watkinsville.
0: I'm right, Brian Broderick, uh, most recently of the City Council in Watkinsville, now acting mayor and candidate, a special election if there is a need for one on June 15th. Brian Broderick, best of luck. Thanks for your time this morning.
1: Thank you, Tim. Have a great day. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.